welcome to another edition of the Esports Africa News Podcast. My name is Jephta Obidonko. Today with me, I have Morris Mpofu, who is co-founder of Inspire Gaming. It's an esports organization in Zimbabwe. Also with me is Bavon Joseph, who is founder of the Esports Federation in Kenya. Today, we are looking at esports across Africa, and we are focusing on Kenya and Zimbabwe. Gentlemen, you're welcome. Thank you. Right. So let me just get right into the conversation with uh, Joseph. Joseph, can you just let us know what the state of esports is um, in Kenya, being founder of the regulatory body? Yeah, um, eSport currently, you know, has really picked up in a big way in Kenya. Um, uh, not just, you know, uh, its consumption as, as, a, as a passive engagement, but also, you know, we, 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 we experience, we, we're now having a lot of um, uh, competitive gamers, you know, quite a number of them. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's been a while, uh, and, and it's been quite a journey. Uh, I remember when we started off about uh, three, four years ago, um, there were no recognized uh, uh, gamers or um, okay, within the country. And that was because of a couple of reasons. One <clears throat> is that uh, Kenya is a, a highly regulated country. And, and, and uh, what was lacking back then was uh, an institution that can uh, enable, you know, that can, can, can license uh, uh, and regulate the gaming industry. And so when we came in, we put the right frameworks in place and created the, the right environment to enable uh, gamers to step up and step out and get into get to be seen and, uh, and the activities actually to, to be known. And, um, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of evidence out there to show just how, uh, how much we've been able to achieve and the progresses. Uh, the other day, and, and this is something that uh, you can verify if you Google, you can see the value of, uh, of esports uh, in terms of revenues in Kenya. Uh, for the last three, four years, you know, it's been growing steadily, and the projections are looking very good. Right. So right. it just goes to show that, yeah, it goes to show that, uh, you know, uh, gaming has taken off uh, in Kenya in a very, very big way. Okay. Uh, All right. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So, um, I mean, it's great that you put into perspective uh, the growth um, over the course of the last five years. Maurice, just to give us a fair understanding of what esports has been like in Zimbabwe over the past decade, maybe five years, what's it been like? Can you put that into perspective for us? Well, okay, thank you for that. So, well, in Zimbabwe, well, esports, I can't say anything in terms of five, ten, five to ten years ago, but we actually start something that is still new and we're actually working on it. And we are hoping that we can gather up gamers and actually formulate an organization, formulate a federation in the country, just like, like just like in Kenya, like Joseph was saying. And so that's actually that's what we are actually working on at the moment. And hopefully we can pick pick it from there and 
be highly competitive like like in other countries right right um so i take it that you know this is something that you're taking your time to build um so since you're already on let me just ask what you know some of the opportunities are you know that you, the opportunities esports that you have identified especially for the you know kind of potential that esports has in zimbabwe and how exactly are you using them as leverage I think the biggest opportunity is that the the two biggest opportunities that I can I can say we have in Zimbabwe is that at the moment is esports is still new in the country, and so we can actually get to to reach new people and also the demographics in the country is that uh, about over about over sixty percent of the of the population in the country is twenty five years and below, and given that in the statistics of esports they show that. Esports is highly consumed or is taken seriously by people of a younger age, maybe like the youth from the ages of maybe 35 going down. So what I can say actually is that's the biggest opportunity that we have in terms of demo demographics, and that's the opportunity that we can use to to get esports going in Zimbabwe. Right, and for you, um, Joseph, are there different opportunities for the esports industry in in Kenya? Yeah, 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 they are. Uh, <clears throat> okay, you know, you know, looking at it from uh, from where I sit and looking at the responsibilities that uh, I have uh, as a federation, is we deal with uh, you know so many aspects of uh, of esports, uh, and 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 so we we opening up uh, all kinds of opportunities. Uh, including, um, you know, we've been we've been investing a lot in, uh, in, in game development. We're trying to encourage, uh, uh, you know, uh, the youth of, of Kenya to, you know, get into creating their own local games, which that has really picked up so well. Uh, we've got the universities and colleges involved, and uh, <laughs> uh, we're also working on uh, introducing esports as a is a is a curriculum in, in our colleges and universities. You know the, 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 the business, the business of esports. You know we have a belief that esports is going to grow into you know one one area that uh, you know will will we'll be able to employ uh, a lot of people and, and and create a lot of opportunities uh, to to you know make a living and and, and earn some money. So. So we 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 we're trying to set up, uh, uh, you know, the, the educational side of, uh, of you know, just preparing people for what the future holds for for esports. Right. Uh, of course, now we're also looking at the tournaments. Uh, uh, Kenya's picking up real fast uh, when it comes to tournaments, not just locally, but we're looking at now engaging other countries. Uh, the good thing is that now I've got uh, Maurice uh, on, the, on this on this discussion. Uh, I think maybe at some point I'll, I'll want to reach out to him and see what Kenya can do in Zimbabwe. You know, we get into some competitions, some tournaments, and uh, you know, it's just what we can uh, we we see how we can be of beneficial to to one another. No, no um, that would be wonderful. Are you competing at this year's um, Global Esports Federation competition in Singapore? 
uh, we've, uh, we've, uh, we've, we've put in an application. Um, uh, you know, you know the, the challenge was that because of the COVID situation, we didn't know that, you know, at what time uh, will even, you know, our government and our country allow people to travel out and, and, and engage in sporting activities. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there are a lot of uncertainties and, and we really couldn't, you know, put something down and, and just say that, you know, we, we, we're going to, to but, but we've, uh, we've put in a, an application, uh, we hope it will be considered. We, we've got very, very able teams here. Right. But the, 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 events yeah. a, the event is in a couple of weeks. I think um, in three, four weeks from now. Um, but let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see how it goes. Um, speaking of, you know, competitions, what are some of the biggest genres in, in Kenya? Because for Ghana, you have FIFA, you have Call of Duty, yeah. Mobile, you have Apex, you know, that type of yeah. What are some of the biggest genres in, in Kenya? Uh, okay, in Kenya, um, uh, I will say that... Um, Okay, there could be one, 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 two, three genres that, that stand out, but uh, Kenyans are quite, you know, prolific, uh, you know, grouping of people. They, they, they kind of, you know, just, just, you know, engage in, you know, almost every sport that is available to them. But of course, uh, FIFA is the most popular here, um, uh, followed by uh, Call of Duty. Um, uh, Fortune is is is, uh, is 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 very popular too, but um, we've also seen uh, a very large number of uh, of gamers uh, actually playing uh, PUBG, uh, mobile-based games, um, and and this is because of uh, you know uh, maybe the, the, the ease of uh, of of of. of um, of, of engaging in in, in, in in mobile games, you know, all you need is to buy a handset and then you know register and, and you're playing. Uh, the Playstations are still a bit bit expensive, and and, and that and the PC is also a bit expensive, so that limits uh, the number of people who engage in 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 in, uh, in, in PC or, or console gaming. Or, 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 PlayStation games here. Yeah. Right, right. So let me just bring Maurice into the conversation. Uh, Maurice, you, you heard him mention that FIFA was one of the biggest in Kenya. Is, is it the same in Zimbabwe? Yeah, in terms of I, I, in terms of game genres, I would say, yeah, it's almost the same with FIFA, FIFA being the most popular. And then we have Mortal Kombat and Call of Duty. And those are, I think those are the most popular uh, game, game genres in, in, the, in Zimbabwe currently. But yeah, we actually, with more sports awareness, we are hoping it could be more diverse and have more games coming in and being, being more popular. Are people more inclined to console and PC gaming than mobile gaming? Yeah, yeah on that as well, it's more, in terms of combat, competitiveness, I would say more console than PC and then more PC than mobile games. Well, of course, but with many people having smartphones, they do play games, but it's just for maybe for fun and enjoyment. It's not competitive. I, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't put it under esports to say. Right. Um, since you're already on, I'll just go ahead and ask you this question, Maurice. Um, oh. 
you mentioned yeah. you got registered this year in April when we spoke, you know, um, off the recording. Yes. How has government support been like um, for you in, in Kenya? Uh, sorry, in Zimbabwe. Yeah, well, like I was saying, this, uh, like I was saying that esports is still new in the country and it hasn't really got to the ears of the government, but we're actually pushing for that. We have been, we have tried to engage with the government and, and like I said earlier as well, that we're actually working on a, on a, on a, on a federation, an esports federation in the country so that we can have esports recognized and have better, better tournaments. So, yeah, at the, at the moment, the, the, the engagement is minimal, but hopefully as we keep on pushing and, and you keep on going, definitely hope there will be more support from the government coming in. Right. And, and Joseph, for you in Kenya, is it a different scenario altogether? Is government really active in the esports industry? Yeah, I would say uh, not, not very, very active. Um, uh, the challenges are a bit different with us uh, because... Um, Okay, for once, uh, the government was able to allow us to set up a federation, which you know, which was a good thing. Uh, but you, what what we yet to get from the government probably will be the funding. Uh, what we've actually managed to do has been to um, you know try and bring in the the private sector and the corporates to help with the, most of the funding. Uh, which is turning out to be, you know, real good. Um, uh, but uh, uh, we understand also the situation of, you know, most most governments in Africa, uh, you know, they, they are financially uh, constrained. Uh, and, and, and because of that, you know, we, we don't complain too much. Uh, of course, now you, you'll also find that um, uh, actually the Ministry of Sports uh, gives preference to you know the other traditional sports when it comes to budgeting. So if there's uh, some money available in the ministry for 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 sports, uh, you'll find most of it going to soccer, rugby, athletics. You know the the more traditional sports. Um, as a federation, you know we've been putting in our budgets. You know every year for the last you know couple of years. Uh, you know you've never been considered, but. Um, I think with what we've been able to achieve with the private sector, the government uh, has, has has taken uh, no, no, no notice of that. I will be running a tournament uh, over Christmas, which uh, I think I'll be able to share with the with the, with the Esport African News, uh, so that you guys can make a follow up or even just you know report on it and stream a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this one, for the first time, will have other government agencies also involved. Uh, it's partly sponsored by Kenya National Chamber of Commerce. Um, <clears throat> so now the, the government's really seen what we're doing, and they, they seem to be appreciating and, and they're stepping in. So. You know, I'm very hopeful of how the future looks like in terms of relation and, and more, uh, you know, attention and investment coming in uh, from the government side. Right, right. Um, I was yeah. going to ask what opportunities you could bring the government, but it looks like, you know, what you have said is already um, self-explanatory. Um, but all the same, I'm just going to find out, for you wanting to bring in the private sector, um yeah. we've already had this conversation, but could you touch on what exclusively you could offer them um being in the regulatory body for 
you know, the esports federation in Kenya. So say a a brand like Logitech wants to, you know, invest in esports in, in Kenya. Mm. Um, what yeah. would be the touch point or what would be the key selling points for you as the founder of the regulatory body? Yeah, what 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 we we've uh, we've managed to do is to map out uh, you know uh, opportunities for for business and for profit for for the private sector, and and because you know private sector mostly is is, is, is you either attract them with with proposals which are more business ventures than even the sports aspect of it first. Uh, you know, I, I didn't want to just directly go and ask for sponsorship. That was not my idea uh, in the first place. So, so, so the opportunities are there. For instance, we, we are organizing, uh, you know, very, very serious uh, tournaments. And what we do with these tournaments is that we allow uh, private individuals and private companies to come and own these particular tournaments. Owning those particular tournaments that they invest, um, they put in the money and the finances that you know, are required to, to, to implement that particular uh, tournament. And we actually allow them to charge, uh, uh, let's say, entry fees, competition fees. If it's, if it's a competition that we're running physically, then you know, their entry fees, ticket fees, we allow them to be able to take to, 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 to charge those. And 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 that that becomes a profit to them, you know. So they invite the investment, they're able to recoup them from you know those 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 kind of areas. And of course, they also do revenue share with the federation. So a bit of a percentage of what they're able to collect also comes comes to the federation. And and a good thing is that the Kenyan population understands that uh, you know we 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 have to do that uh, you know just to 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 make sure that uh, you know we're able to uh, to achieve our goals uh, number two also we are allowing you know let's say companies that want to invest in in uh, in game development uh, they come here we help them out with licenses we uh help them uh you know by by just showing them the, the right uh, talents and skills you know that they can employ in the in the industry and we also allow them to be able to sell their games uh within the kenyan market we've got companies like gameloft you know it's an american company right. i think right. you know they're selling their games here a lot we've got companies like huawei you know it's a, a chinese company <coughs> You know, with uh, with their gaming platform, it's called InTouch. They're doing a lot of business here. Right. Um, uh, we also going into tournaments where we're going to allow uh, corporates to own teams. Uh, we're encouraging that a lot. Uh, we've we've already received applications from uh, you know companies like Techno, um, uh, Microsoft, Samsung, uh, Jumia. All these guys wanting to own their own esports teams. <clears throat> So right. that can, they can use those ones, you know, to brand themselves and to market their products and sell themselves out there. Well, it looks like there's, uh, there's a lot of activity in the uh, esports space in Kenya. You know, you have these corporate bodies wanting to delve into it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, let me tell you, we 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 managed to even get banks to. To, to invest in esports, you know, buying of the banks, which was a you know, which was a very big milestone for us. So, 
it's really, really, you know, we really, we're really making stuff happen here. Right, right, right. Um, that's wonderful news to hear. Um, and so for those of us who are listening um, on this podcast, on Spotify, Apple um, Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, um, on Breaker, um, even on Anchor, um, I think this gives us a fair idea of what exactly the state of esports is in both Kenya and in Zimbabwe. But before we wrap up, uh, I'll take final words from Maurice, then I'll come back to you, Joseph. Maurice, um, are there any final words you'd want to say to anyone who's listening? Perhaps there's an investor who's listening to this and says, oh, I want to come and do this. I want to come and do that. Or there's someone who is in Zimbabwe who has been looking for a big break in esports. What exactly would be your final words to any such person? Well, my final words would be, well, let's just come together and let's join hands and let's back towards improving the esports, the esports ecosystem in Zimbabwe and let's give it all all. I think that's all I, I think that's what I can say. Like, all right. All right. Great. Um, Joseph, any last words from you? Yeah, uh, I'll just echo the same thing that the Morris has said. Uh, is that we need a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, 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 of cooperation, association, partnership, you know, across across Africa. Uh, really appreciate what uh, you guys are doing at uh, at Export African News. You know. You know, having uh, a news channel dedicated to esport that you know targets the whole of Africa. Uh, you know, with whatever we're doing in, in Kenya, um, uh, we would want uh, opportunities where we can share experiences and, and exchange these experiences and and and, and just 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 grow the sport as a con- continent. I know I know the potential in Africa is is massive, and we need to be able to tap into it in a big way. Right. We're hoping we can come back to this conversation in a few months and hear really good news of how much progress we have made um, as Africans in esports, whether we are from Kenya, whether we are from South Africa, from Zimbabwe, from Ghana, Nigeria. Um, Hopefully, we have a lot more people jumping onto this conversation and we have a more extensive discussion on the progress um, of esports and using this conversation as a benchmark. Um, thank you, gentlemen, so much for making time um, with me. Uh, it's been brilliant. I've had a lot of insight into the state of sports in Kenya and Zimbabwe. I've been speaking with Joseph Bavon, who is founder of the Esports Federation in Kenya, and Morrison Poku, who is also co-founder of uh, Inspire Gaming, an esports organization in Zimbabwe. My name is Jephthah, but we don't quit. This has been the Esports Africa News Podcast. <laughs>